Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Okay, it is off track. Today's episode is glorious because we have from Saturday Night Live, Vanessa Bayer. It, it how we booked her. I don't know. She's hard to find. Uh, I don't. I don't know how we got her contact info. But uh, as always, joined by Jonah Bear, rock journalist extraordinaire. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Mike Kanjemi, the People's producer. Yo. And our audio producer engineer. Is that what we? What do we technically call you? That. What should we call you, Brad? Just call me producer. It's producer. So vague. Producer know. is it's such a different, you know, it's such a different connotation for. You and Mike couldn't fight, and like, because he says he's a TV producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad just makes this happen. Brad makes the shit happen here. The dude who makes it all happen here. The, the, the dude who makes it all happen. I like that. All right. So today's Vanessa Bear. Um, now, before the intro, a discussion was happening that I, I want to to discuss with everyone. Mike. And Jonah are fans of American Pickers. Yes. Correct? I would I, say we watch it. I don't know if we're fans. Okay. I've seen a couple episodes. Um, and the guys who host it have an interesting relationship. Yeah. What, what, does any, is there any so, – so the point of the show is these guys drive around the backwoods and like, hey, you've got a lot of crap in your garage. Can we go through it with our picking hands? Right. And these right. guys have like some kind of store and they – think they have like this brilliant eye for stuff so they try to yeah buy stuff low and then stuff they know they can resell and the, and the girl who works in the store is tattooed and sexy and she's like she's tattooed okay yeah, she's she, not sexy i think i honestly actually looked her up the other day because i was like there's no way these guys and danielle ever were a real thing ever and they i think it's a total like tv thing oh they, absolutely she was a roller girl and, oh really? Uh, oh, I think her name was Danny Diesel, and that's why they call her Danny D on the show. I mean, yeah, the only way they could have met is if the roller rink was like next to a pizza shop. Or something, <laughs> I feel like could the one I, I watched a bunch of episodes one day. It was like you know they do like a marathon on whatever channel it's on. So um, uh. <clears throat> Brad is checking his camera to watch his. Did you just say something to your interns? I'm keeping tabs on. They were looking at. This, this is going to make no sense whatsoever. No, Brad's got okay. Okay, and, and Brad runs the studio that we're in. In the studio, there are cameras everywhere, and Brad's got interns. So Brad just fucked with some of the interns with the camera. Well, see, I'm actually screen sharing my office computer right now so that I can see what's going on. And that, and these guys are in there. They're seeing this. They're seeing the exact same thing that I'm seeing. Why are they having sex, yeah, Brad? <laughs> that we encourage that here. All right, so American Pickers. Uh, I watched okay one of the four episodes I've ever watched. They're driving in the van, and the skinny guy says to the fat guy, you know, I just love traveling with you. 
you know, it's just, you're just like my best friend and this is just great. And it's like, oh, thanks, man. And it was just so out of context and so bizarre. What, what is the deal with these guys? They, I sort of think they hate each other. I okay. think so too. Like they've grown up together apparently. Like yeah. they were friends in school. Mm-hmm. And Mike, the skinny guy, constantly just makes fun of Frank, the, the yeah. chubby guy. Yeah. And Frank never really even says anything back. Like he'll attempt just, but he doesn't really say anything. I don't know. It could be either a bear cub e. Like, could be really like you know, because Mike's all like smooth bear and cubby. skinny. Yeah, <laughs> Mike's like smooth, skinny guy, and then Frank's like tubby, hairy guy. So if it was like relationshipy, it could go. It, but you know both... the terminology. This is intriguing. Yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I Let's learned start. all that stuff from the Bob Mole book. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. No, I learned if somebody at MTV threw when I was uh, in the bathroom one day. One of my buddies th- walked into the bathroom stall and threw a magazine into the stall at me. It was called 100% Beef, and it was a bear cub gay magazine. And that's where I was like, oh. And I opened it, and I was like, oh. So it's like big, hairy dudes. That I knew what the like, bears were, but I know what a cub was. The cub is the usually a younger dude that they're with that's like very clean and, and skinny. But yeah, this the other is... dudes, it's the guys who like the chunky. Like it's like. Big fat dudes with cigars, like with their dicks out, like you know, smoking cigars with like. You know. Do you I still have that. it? Really, yeah, no, it went around the office a bunch of times. <laughs> Bob yeah. Mould talks about that explicitly. He talks about sort of being gay and like he was very conflicted about it the whole time, and then he went to it like a bear party, and he was like, "There's a genre of like young guys that I'm the ideal body type, totally, and they yeah. love me, and I never knew this existed." <laughs> like, can you imagine if, if like I walked in and it's like, oh, like neurotic jewish like <laughs> underweight guys like that's like our like ideal thing and i never knew it existed and now i'm in it like it's like life-changing for him yeah. i guess you know with that you're, that probably exists for you there's probably that group of, of gay dudes who want that well skinny <laughs> skinny hipster jews i didn't get that uh magazine thrown at me in the bathroom i only had the 100 percent beef one so. Oh, okay. To have the grizzly. Yeah. I like how American Pickers went right to yes. 100% gay. 100% yeah, yeah. gay denunciations. You know, learning. I remember yeah. I learned about, because, you know, full disclosure, I was a theater major and an and undeclared dance major in school. So the majority of my friends were gay. But I learned from uh, these guys what a twink was. What's that? I don't that, know what that is. That twink twink was like 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 um like a young, very, like like a very, it's, it's what a lot of, you know, um, homophobic people think all gays are like very very gay like very out and flirtatious and and uh not drag queeny but like like if you watch 30 rock when jenna's friends are like you know her gay friends they're very gay right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what they call it, twink was but is that like a direct like if you called someone that would they be <clears throat> is that a negative connotation to it or would they be like oh this i like i'm proud of this i don't yeah. think it's derogatory i'm not sure we'll have to find out we'll get we'll get bob in here someday yeah. And we will. That's awesome, will. by the way, that he, I didn't even know, like, well, and that he would, like, openly talk about going to a bear party, I guess, when he was, Yeah, you know, there's a lot, thir- I mean, there's a lot of stuff in that, it's really personal, a That's lot of, cool. about him kind of, he's really angry about it, like, he was such an angry, and he was alcoholic, sort of, yeah. and just, like, sort of couldn't come to terms with it Yeah, it's hard. But then he was, you know, he and the other guy in his career, they were just out, they've always been out, that yeah. was kind of the key point of it. Yeah. Cool. And I, we were talking the other day, we want to get someone from every band on Our Band Could Be Your Life on yeah. this show. And we've already done pretty well. Yeah. Who, uh... Oh, oh. Done well with planning, and I think uh, yeah. we'll have them on eventually. So we're going to have someone from every band of Our Band Could Be Your Life. Yes. And then we'll get Michael Azarad in here. Yeah. I'm pretty confident we could get him in. We can get him in for sure. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be Azarad. 
Oh, really quick. Sorry. Back to pickers. I don't think they actually sell any of, it, of that stuff. <laughs> and this is my problem with Storage Wars yeah. and that show. Yeah, just really quick. Yeah. It's like they go in and they're like, oh, this is like a $100 bill here. It's like, no, it's not. Like or like someone <clears throat> estimates like at the most you could get twelve hundred bucks and like well I made six hundred bucks it's yeah. like until you actually sell it for that much you didn't get that like this coffee yeah. cup is worth five hundred <laughs> bucks Mike like yeah. right it's as good as money or they're just going through <laughs> shit and they're like they're like just look at this they're like bag of clothes easy fifty bucks and I'm like <laughs> yeah. fifty bucks or like dude, some broken down refrigerator like well I could get seventy five for this it's like for from who yeah I don't know yeah storage wars makes me crazy too when they're like. They buy a unit that's obviously owned by, like, a homeless person, and there's nothing in there, and, like, somebody was living in the unit, and they're like, wait a second, hold on, and they pull out, like, gold coins, or they'll pull out, like, uh, olive oil shoes yeah, from yeah. Popeye, like, you know, and you're it's like... the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> and that one dude who's always like, you? <laughs> that, like... Oh, yeah. the worst dude he's ever. Wor- All, like, I get it, like, the whole, like, they have to have the characters, and he's the dick, but, dude... That show, I was in a hotel. Uh, it's hard to watch. That's where you get in a marathon. I got, I was watching yeah. a marathon. I was like, this is stupid. But there, a show just got announced recently on the CW that is the dumbest thing ever, but I kind of want to watch. Competitive musical chairs. <laughs> I would love to watch people run around, and especially if they can just fight. I thought they should do a serial show called Porridge Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And from that comedy... <laughs> From the comedy of Jonah Bear, <laughs> we will go talk to Vanessa Bear. Oh, wait. Hey, you guys have the la- same last name. Yeah, she's much funnier, though. She would never tell that <laughs> So, real quick. So, you're on Saturday Night Live. Yes. That's kind of cool. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's very fun <laughs> and cool. Oh. I almost quoted my... <laughs> You almost quoted, catchphrase. You almost quoted, yeah, you almost catchphrased it up. Wow, that'd have been really funny. I have to be, yeah. Sometimes I catch myself saying it because like, there would be licensing issues, and we would. Be well, I it. just I have to keep my reality and my act, you know, separate. <laughs> keep it completely separate. <laughs> uh, just sidebar um, the because everyone was talking about it, and even like <clears throat> my wife's friends who you know are all parents. So SNL is just now a memory for them. I DVR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the recent Kardashian bit, the commercial about the divorce, was the funniest damn thing. Oh. I've seen. That was so awesome. You guys are so good in that. Thanks so it's much. killing me. They um, they did a really great job of writing it really funny. And <gasps> everyone's impressions are so – like I feel – like Nassim looks so much like her yeah. when she has that makeup on. And she sounds <laughs> – so, and Abby is like – like everyone – and then for the first time, Kristen was – Chris and yeah. looked so much like her amazing. and like it was um it was so fun and um and we got this is another side note about it is that do you watch say yes to the dress do you guys watch that no I knew I knew the answer would be no but um, <laughs> yes it, it takes place at the store Kleinfeld's which is so awesome and like I always was like when I watch that show I'm always like god I want to go there Wait, is that the wedding dress place yeah I'm it's like, like the huge wedding dress like place in the 20s I think that's where we got my wife's wedding dress. I bet you did if you were smart about it. Yeah. Oh, is this the place? It's for, probably it's, it's crazy. all in the rack, and you have to like fight for stuff. No, that that's like a specific. It, that happens there. Yeah, and it happens somewhere else, like Bloomingdale's, or I don't know where the. But they have like a day where that happens. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's like a huge bridal yeah. place, and it, it isn't. It's probably enormous. It looks like it is on TV. It I've never been. It's pretty there. enormous, and it was 
and the funny thing was was that everybody there seemed like it's in Manhattan, right? It's on like twenty. I think so, yeah. But everybody there was totally from Jersey or Long Island. Really? So, yeah, it seemed like it seemed like that type of person. That well, was their day they came in. Maybe. I mean, we were there a couple times, so it was pretty surreal. And it's funny. <laughs> I didn't know that because we got. I mean, we got married four five years ago. Okay. But yeah, at the time I thought this is a show right here. The, and it was I think it started, I think it's on it's like you were right because I think it's on it's like the next day. Fifth or it, it's on it's been on for like several seasons. Oh, okay. Someone read your mind that day. Someone read your mind. <laughs> it was the camera maybe crew, there was a camera crew there that day. I just figured <laughs> Maybe it was your idea. Um anyways, the dresses that we wore in it were from there oh. and they were Panina Tournays, which Again, you have to watch the show or be independently really into bridal dresses. I'm sure which, those words and syllables you just said would mean something to my wife. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, yes, yeah. of course. So our dresses were like – so it was like so fun. And um, it was like I felt like I was on that show a little bit. And like they – because you know how in their – in Kim's wedding, um, Chloe and Courtney wore like bri- – like their bridesmaids' dresses were like basically like sort of like bridal dresses. Yes. So we got to wear those all day, which was fun because they make your waist really small because they, like, lace it up the back. They're functioning not, machines, bridal Yeah, dads. but we had them on for so long that it was, like, by the end of it, like, um, our ribs were. Because <laughs> it was a long shoot, but very fun. Now, I want to talk about, just because my, my history of, well, you is from being friends with Jonah. Yeah. And hearing about you. And, and I remember he would talk about you doing improv. And at one point he was like... Yeah, Vanessa's in town. Her cruise ship is here. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And you you basically so so from I love your story from I guess from that to SNL, even before that. Like, how did you get from decide I want to do improv, I want to do comedy, and then you just basically did the path of how you worked it to death and then got on Saturday Night Live. It's just a great story. Um, yeah, I, I just I was in college and I was in a sketch group, um, an all female sketch comedy and musical parody group called bloomers which i talk about a lot Love which it. is why i wanted to just where'd you go to college be real specific and so everyone knows the details <laughs> i went to university of pennsylvania in philly okay um and so i was in this all-female sketch group there and that and i loved it and i was like um and before that i had been more focused on like school and what, what is ivy league it it is an Ivy League institution. So you're, so you're doing Bloomers, University of Pennsylvania, yeah. doing sketch stuff, and then you're like, school, forget it. I want to do sketch. Yeah. So I was like, um, I was, um, I spent a couple summers in New York interning, and the first summer I interned, I I took a class at Gotham Comedy Club and started doing stand up, and then I interned um, at Sesame Workshop and at Oxygen, and I was like learning how TV and all that stuff works a little. And Sesame Street was like so. So then the next summer I interned, um, I took an improv class at um, UCB and I interned at Conan and um, what year Nickelodeon. Did you, what year did you intern at Conan? This was I interned the summer of 2003. Okay. So you were a production person at Conan. Did you get to work with the writers or see all that work? I got work? to like meet with – like I met with one of the writers to ask her about it, how – you know, and um, – I I like sort of I really liked that show a lot and yeah. I got it to sort of see how it worked and um it seemed like a lot of the writers there had come from Chicago um and so that's sort of it. and I had a friend um my friend Colleen was in my improv class and she had just moved 
to New York from Chicago and was like, if you want to do comedy, it's really good to start out in Chicago. And, and like, again, like so many of the writers had done like second city and IO and stuff in Chicago. Yeah. So that's sort of like the summer that I got the idea to go to Chicago, even though my parents were really supportive and nice about it. But I think that they were sort of thinking, and I can't remember if they told me this at the time. I think they sort of did, but later they told me like, they were sort of like, why, like we were wondering why after spending two summers in New York and making all these connections in New York, like why you would be like, Oh, I'm going to Chicago. But, um, did they understand now, especially they you know, do. This, and I think they did at the time. Yeah. They sort of were like, whatever you think, you know, more, you know, about this industry, but they were sort of, I think a little it's like, no, it goes back that. to Belushi. And actually it goes before that. Like everything yeah. goes back to Chicago for yeah. some reason. Yeah. What's funny is when my band would play in Chicago, we would have Vanessa open for us. <laughs> yeah. The Love Kill. Really? Yeah. Stand up? Yeah, yeah, like a how many a couple it of times, was, right? Yeah, because I have this alter ego, Vanessa B. Um it's a really different name. B or B period. Vanessa B um B like B period, like B by itself. Um and I'm stuck on the details thing. Yeah, no, 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 so no, no. Sure. Yeah, yeah. just Vanessa B. Um <clears throat> You know, short for Vanessa Bayer, but but it's an alter ego. It's an alter ego, and um, Batman and Bruce Wayne they kept the alliteration. That's yeah, probably. exactly. So it's that kind of that's probably where I got it. Not to be confused with the other alter ego Vanessa has when we order cookies at her apartment. <laughs> Veronica Bayer, I have Veronica Bayer because there's an <laughs> you there's need a an new in, one now. There's an now that I've given it away. There's an insomnia cookies near me because I live. Um, near NYU, and um, and I was like, once Joan and I were ordering cookies, and I was like, God, I don't want them to think like I'm like some loser who like orders cookies <laughs> at like midnight, and you know. So I made an account under Ven- Veronica Bayer. <laughs> they, they deliver them in like a pizza box, and then it's just full of cookies. It's like a thing. It started on Penn University of Pennsylvania's campus. Actually, it was like a Wharton student came up with that idea. And now they're like at all these different college campuses. And there's one near NYU, and so I have a account under Veronica Bayer, but I always order them to Jonah Bayer. I don't know if you know that, Jonah. No, but that's fine. So Vanessa never is in there, so I think that I'm safe. I like how all of your alter egos are just switching <laughs> several vowels. It's like the laziest it's alter like, ego. All right. <laughs> like, I don't even want to put any effort into thinking of a name. Instead of Christina Temple Smith from the Upper East Side, Veronica Bayer. So it's, it's like all of your passwords for everything on the internet must be really simple. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa three four. No one will get that. Ha ha ha. Account safe. Um, so you go from New York to Chicago, yeah. which is a big deal. She's Even like, though I Chicago- can't believe you just gave away my password. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hackers online right now. You see that? Crap. Uh, all these cookies were ordered somewhere in the Middle East because that's where hackers live. Uh, wow. So you go to Chicago, which is one of the greatest cities ever. Yeah. That doesn't suck. That's kind of an incentive to go there. Yeah. So, it, and also because my parents live in Cleveland, it was like, mm-hmm. it was nice because I was pretty close to them. Right. And um, so I started doing improv there. Wait, Jonah, your parents live in Cleveland too? Yes. Okay. Same parents. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I made that joke three times today. Okay. <laughs> I made it, I went to yoga this morning and I made it. Oh, yeah, you did. And then I made it again and then you just, yeah. Jonah and I did yoga today, and one of the people working there said, you guys look alike. And Jonah was like, same parents. And they politely laughed. I got a lot of laughs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. 
I get, I get a laugh with my twin girls when, when, when people... Oh, I forgot that you're twins. twins. I can't believe I, I forgot that. That's yeah, awful. Um, twi- they're gonna, I bet there's... Oh, I've seen pictures of them. They're really cute. They're Facebooked out. It's yeah. bonkers. When people will be like, um, they'll come over and like, oh my God, twins. And I go, careful, they bite. You know? Or um, I was coming out of a bye-bye baby and these people are like, oh, twins. And I went, dude, they're totally selling kids in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then my wife comes out and immediately goes, what did you say to those people? <laughs> it's like, that's the name of the store. Get it? And then she just did what she always does, looks disappointed and shakes her head. I love that strangers just approach you all the time now. Oh, you have twins? It's like, uh, it's... Yeah, it's a ticket. Yeah, it's like, and to the point now I just seem rude because I'm like, I know, they're twins, and I walk away. <laughs> you should go, like, you should be like, I also have a show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you moved to Chicago, and how did you choose? Because um, I, I've taken a Joan and I both taken a couple of classes at UCB, and you learn like they you know they give you the broad stroke yeah. history, and you know they're like read this book and read everything, and there's uh, Improv Olympic, Second City, and UCB. The annoyance, the annoyance, the annoyance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So like, did you just say I'm going to take everything? Well, I I did want to take everything, but um, it was I was lucky because I had my friend Colleen who was sort of like. I was, could ask her questions. Who had lived? Who was now in New York, but had lived in right. in Chicago. And um, some people take them all at once, but I, but um, I sort of felt like, based on what people's experiences, that it might be good to do them one at a time. Because um, I was sort of like, they do teach. They all teach improv, but they all teach them a little bit differently. Right. So I felt like I've. It seemed like some people. You know, some people had a great time taking them all at once, but other people it was confusing. Right. So I took so I took IO first, which was great because for whatever reason, um, almost everyone in my class was like had just moved to Chicago. So and it's like instantly I made all these friends, like because it's a real, it's pretty small. Like it's a lot of people go there, but the theater itself isn't very big. So you just and you once you're taking classes, you can go for free, you know, to all the shows and right. stuff. So it was like. All, instantly like all these friends all these people that i just moved there and were looking for friends and like it gave me like a real community right away um and then it during the day i worked like at a produ- i got a job at a, like a production company oh that's cool how many years in chicago six okay right on yeah almost exactly six i think it ended up being like six years in one month now did you like when you do all the schools didn't you you graduate is it like ucb or whatever you have to be approved to like various advanced levels then become part of a company so io isn't but you have to at the end of your it's like six levels i think they're each like eight weeks or something Mm -hmm. you either get put on a team or you don't and if you don't get put on you get put on like a herald team that like performs every you rehearse and you perform at the theater um and so some people get put on teams and some people don't and if you don't get put on a team, you can audition. Every few months, I'll have like auditions if you want to get on a team. But I got put on a team, and my team is actually, and teams get cut pretty frequently there. And my team is actually still together. Really? Yeah. And so we just had like our six year anniversary or What's something it like that. It's called Revolver. Nice. And we're still together. And like some people have left, you know, moved away or whatever and left. And then other people have come in, you know. Um, cause teams like sometimes teams will get broken up and then people from those teams will get put on other teams and whatever. But, um, our team is still together, which is pretty, there's very few teams that are like that. Is yours the longest running? It's, I don't think it is the longest running. I, there's a team there called deep Schwa that I think is the longest running, Fuck them. but I might be wrong. Deep shit. The reckoning's pretty long. There's a lot. There's, I feel like I, yeah, 
But ours is pretty. That's a pretty long time. Pretty awesome. Now you and you have a team here, right? The Comiskey, or is that, that just a group? So of- that's a group of people that um, are from Chicago that like work for SNL or Thirty right. Rock or ha- have worked for them. It's we. I think we've only done like three or four shows, but um, yeah, it's really fun to do. Jonah that took show. me to one. It was hilarious. Yeah, Stephen yeah, went to one. That's and, right. Yeah. Crying, fun. laughing. You guys did something in the middle of a Herald where just. I don't know how it happened or how it got back together, but everything just went completely apeshit, which was just like <sighs> gibberish and running around and people flipping over and holding upside down. And then it just went back to the scene and there was no reason for it, no purpose. And I remember just going, <laughs> do that again. That was phenomenal. It's bonkers. All right. So uh, Revolver's still there. Now, did you, how did you go from Chicago? What, what's next? Was it the cruise ship? Because this is. So then, I, so then I started taking classes at Second City. Yes. And Second City, you do after the first level or something you have to audition to keep going. And then then I took started taking classes at Annoyance and then I got you Second City you can audition like they have auditions like about once a year for their touring companies and for their the cruise ship. Now, which the cruise ship is a pretty new thing. Like and now I guess it's been around for like 8 years or something, but it's is that right? It's like a fairly new thing right. to Second City, maybe five years. Anyways, but um, so then, so then I, I, um, so then I was I auditioned for Second City. I think for like my third time, and, um, and I got hired as an understudy for the touring company and to go on this cruise ship. And then I was working at an ad agency at that time. And then I was finally able to stop working nine to five jobs when I went on this cruise ship, which was I think in February of two thousand and eight. And I went. I went on one of the cruises. Yeah, my parents and Jonah came. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And how was it? It was fun. All I remember is like, uh, like the last night, like there was like a crew bar or something that like you could only get in, and like everyone was like so freaked out about someone going in there that wasn't like a crew. Certain people were like really yeah. freaked out, and like I was like, "What's gonna happen?" Like I was like, "Oh well, there's like you can't go in this bar. Like it's only for crew. They're gonna know." And I was like. Walked in and it was like totally fine, really and it was like they were acting like they're gonna like throw you off the ship. I was like, we're on a boat, like I'm like <laughs> I'm like a customer. Like, what are they gonna do? That would say like get out of here. Like, I think what? the concern was that like I would get in trouble. Oh, gotcha. But I thought like they were gonna like throw me in some kind of jail. <laughs> so it was like, whatever. Like, it was just like people <clears throat> sitting around drinking Heineken. Oh, Vanessa's <laughs> gonna get reprimanded and tied to yeah. a mast. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, it was. But it was. And what kind of cruise ship has a mast? Right. <laughs> But yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a fun. I thought that was a fun. It was trip. fun. So how many shows a night on the cruise ship? Or? Oh man, you weren't. We, we weren't real label. So little. Yeah, we had one. <laughs> we had. We started off with back to back sketch shows that were like forty, like fifty minutes, mm-hmm. like less than an hour, um, and then they decided that we'd get a better audience if we just did one. So we did. So like Thursday night, we had one like forty-five to fifty-minute sketch show with like a couple improv games in it. Friday night, we did, like, a 45-minute improv show for, like, families or whoever wanted to come. And then Saturday night, we did a late-night adult-only improv show, which the only difference was, like, was like people were – like, if we asked for a suggestion, people would always give us, like, penis or something. But we would only take it on Saturday night. So, like, we wouldn't – we would just ignore it on Friday night. So, basically, <laughs> there were no difference. And then – so we did – so we did a Friday night and a Saturday night improv sh- – like, short-form improv shows, which, like, improv games and stuff. And then um, we taught – we switched off, like, teaching a workshop on, like, Saturday or something. Oh, wow. Dude, I just also remembered – I don't know if this was Friday or Saturday. I was at one of the shows, and it was, like, packed, kind of, like, older crowd – and uh, 
Someone gave a suggestion of Helen Keller. Do you remember this? Oh my god! And it I just went do. totally like things got so dark, and I felt like it was like not the right audience, and like it was pretty rough. I think like I can't remember exactly what happened. But I, I, think... I can imagine who in in my <laughs> cast probably <laughs> probably really took a liking to that one, but, or really like yeah. Yeah, they I really, probably they really committed to it. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, I think I've, you did. Yeah. Somebody got tied to the mat. <laughs> um, How many years were you on the cruise ship? Just four months. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think if I had done it for over a year, like you just, it becomes like an, alt, it's like an, like people stay on it for years and yeah. years, but um, I've, I, I, four months was sort of like enough for me. <laughs> I, I feel like it's like a different reality there. It's like doing, it's like touring. It's like all our friends who just like, working tour managers or like sell merch on warp tour and stuff it's like they just do three tours a year and then they hang out at home and they're always wow. on the road i think that's how those people are too yeah like a lot of people will do it save up they, you don't spend any money on their ship so i imagine if you work for four months you could hang out for a few months you just i mean you spend money like if you go onto the islands and stuff but like yeah, yeah you're not paying rent or anything like that and so much food so much free food <laughs> just everywhere yeah, so there was, yeah. say four months. Was it four months straight, like every day? Yeah. So it was. Um, so you would dock, right? It was eighteen weeks, I think, and we would dock every Sunday. And so for the first two, for the first two months, we docked in Miami every week for like um, ten hours or something. Maybe not even that. Um, and then for the second two months, we docked in New York, which was great because I got to see Jonah and other friends that lived here. And is that when I when, when we met mm-hmm. and like you were getting a tattoo of a band? Yeah. You were at Eastside that'd, Inc. That'd be convenient. Getting tattooed. Oh wait, were we shooting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That's when I got the Rocket from the Crypt tattoo because John Reese from Rocket and Night Marchers and every other band we like was coming by, and I thought he'd be impressed. He thought it was cool, <laughs> but that's it. like he's everyone who likes that band gets that tattoo. So I wasn't doing anything new. I just did right, it. Gotcha. I just did it after they broke up. Okay. Because that's timing. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. You were docked in New York, so you and came we went in. to that tattoo place. Yeah, that was fun. I remember like being real impressed by that tattoo place because yeah. I thought of tattoo places as being like seedy and gross with yeah. things on the wall that you flip through and go, I want this tribal yeah. thing with the butterfly. That says like mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, that that place is actually very legit. They put a lot of time into like, we're not going to make this stupid. They should get a show. Right? They turned it down. Whoa. They turned down New York Inc. My friend Josh, uh, it was like... Can uh, we talk about New York <laughs> Vanessa for a and I second? actually watched that together. Jonah and I watched it. I'm clearly the sibling that has cable. <laughs> <laughs> Just because like, we no, watch a lot of shows at my house. I'm sure you could afford it. And Jonah doesn't have cable. I don't. Jonah reads a lot more than I do. So you've done the, the, the cruise ships and obviously now ensconced in the improv world have, have you know experience and on teams and doing things. I like the fact you said you auditioned a couple times for Second City. Yeah. You know what's so funny? Is um so people audition like once a year, right. and it usually takes a few years to to get hired mm-hmm. by them. It, you know, if you get hired, and what's funny is that like I had always heard there's like one person there's like no one ever gets hired on their first audition really, and someone was saying like people would say like oh there's like one or two people that have ever gotten hired like one person, and um and I was talking to Jason um, Sudeikis uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said that he is the person that got hired. On his first audition. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Right on. Um, but uh, so I, yeah, so I auditioned a few times and basically the audition is like improv mm-hmm. and then, um, it, and then when you get called back, you do like improv. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still like this, but you do improv and then you do like one of their scripted scenes right. too. Um, but yeah, so I auditioned a few times 
Um, and they're sort of like the only um, improv theater in Chicago that really pays, like that you can really like Play the touring companies. Yeah, and there's like it's a gig. Yeah, you know? and then there's the main stages, which right. is sort of like the big. Um, that's like when people think of the second city. That's sort of they think of like the main stage and the ETC stage. And so then I started understudying those when I got back from the cruise ship. That's awesome. Um, so, no, but SNL, you only had one audition for SNL, or you'd auditioned before? Yeah, I only had one audition. So Jimmy was, Fallon said he had like five, so that's pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy because I was just telling someone this the other day. Like people, like people have auditioned multiple times. I like don't know what I would have done if I had to come back. Like I used all my best stuff, and I don't know what <laughs> what I would have if I had to do it. But so yeah, I, well, I auditioned several times. Like within this one, like I auditioned in Chicago. Well, twice I auditioned in Chicago. And then they flew me up to New York and then I auditioned like on the stage in New York and I did a lot of the same things and then I added some stuff to it. What do they have you do in the audition? They basically give you five minutes and they're like, do whatever you want. Like show us your best stuff. Wow. So, um, no pressure. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like sitting like how and is, is it? And, how well, is it? what's. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Like, what's the, what, just describe what the room is. Yeah. Looks well, like, it's like. like you go into the studio where, or at least we, you, you go into the studio where like the host comes out um, to, to introduce the show. Like, it's yes. called the home base. And um, when, when I auditioned, it was like, um, you know, there's, there's people watching. I couldn't see exactly who was there, um, but people are watching and you're basically, it's dark and you're on the stage. And um, it's like a screen test, like they're taping you. Um, and, um, it was like, it was like so fun. Like I was so, when I, I interned at Conan, um, I had a pass, like I had a page, the same pass that like the pages had. Do you remember this? And yeah. I would like, I somehow figured out that on weekends I could like get anywhere with my pass. So I would bring like friends and we brought my cousins in once and we would just like go on that SNL stage. And then we would like see pages like giving tours like above us and I'd be like, we we should probably get out of here. But um, <laughs> you start doing scenes immediately. But yeah, yeah. But it was cool to like be on that stage and not uh, uh, like as an adult and actually be like on that stage, you know, for a reason, not just like goofing around. With so is it a lot of people watching for the second audition? Is is that where Lauren is, like, or is Lauren at all? Yeah, he was at the one in Chicago too. That's great. Um, but I think it was like um, I don't even remember. I think it must have been like twenty people. I think it was a lot of people. Like, I don't know that it's always that many people in years past. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we, uh, so I was just on that stage. So you do your best stuff. And then uh, how do you find out you're on the show? Is it one of the, you know, famous Lorne stories? Like, we had one of the producers, uh, a couple producers before Mike that I worked with at Fuse was one of Lorne's assistants. And I know he has a couple. And she would tell stories about, you know, people waiting for hours to get in to like to go into Lauren's office. And that was like his thing. If you read the SNL book, people wait for like a couple hours yeah, for a meeting yeah. with him, that kind of thing. Is any of that, did any of that happen well, to you? Well, they called, then I went home and then they called me and they, they flew me up again um, to um, to meet with some people. And one of the people was Lauren that, that I met with. Mm-hmm. And um, so like I had drinks with some of the people that worked there one night and then the next day everyone had this one-on-one meeting with mm-hmm. Lauren, which I actually, I didn't know that that was going to happen. And so, um, I think I did wait. Um, I don't know that it was that long. I think maybe a half hour or right. something. And then I met with him for like 10 minutes or something like that. And what, was, what happened there? He just was like really nice. Like he was just asking about what I did and he was telling me about 
the show mm-hmm. and um he was like asking about my family and stuff and it was like um it was just like a really nice like meeting and I like it was just I remember like he he has a desk and then he has like two chairs in front of his desk and he like came around and sat in one of the chairs which I remember thinking was so nice mm-hmm. you know cuz he could have been like po- like you know what I mean He's such an, you know, a powerful guy. Like he could have just like stayed on that side, which would have been fine. I wouldn't have been like he stayed at his side of the desk. But I thought it was so nice that he came over. Um and it was just really he was just really nice. Like and does he give you the final say? Does he is he the one that says you're on the show or Oh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he, to you, he's I not mean, the like, one that called. No, cuz then if then like a week or so a little bit after that, one of the producers called me to tell me your brother is, you know, way into music and stuff and, you know, worked for Alternative Press, you know, music journalist, wrote for a fantastic television program uh, that interviewed <laughs> bands. Um, when you're growing up. Which I want to talk about that in a second because he used to tell me that he would write things like for you to say about, right? Like I would write in like inside jokes. Oh, God, yeah. With bands and then make Stephen ask him about it on national television <laughs> and like it was usually actually – Took that took our show super off track. Yeah, like they'd be doing an interview, and then Stephen be like, "I uh, Tony, I heard from Motion City. He's like, Tony, I heard you you tried to drink one beer and threw up like a year ago, <laughs> and you'd have to tell this whole story like they're promoting a record or something, and it's like so out of context. And like you'd be like, I was at this thing, I drank this beer really fast, and then I got sick. And like, was it because like you didn't know that that was going to be on your no, Steven, I felt like I like they'd be like, uh, All American Rejects are coming on. I'd be like, oh, this dude has like one of these like double wide bikes that are weird. Like we should like bring it up and make fun of him. And then yeah. like in the middle of the interview, I'd tell Steven, Steven be like, cool. In the middle of the interview, he'd be like, Chris, do you have one of these huge bikes? And he'd be like, oh, actually, I do. And then they'd start talking about that instead of like their video. Why do you have that? Yeah, we just always just go, this is literally the precursor to what we're doing now. I just go completely off the rails. Yes. Yeah, he would put in things. And then, um, the weirdest thing Jonah put in that just that, that I disagreed with vehemently was I don't know why, but you had just a visceral reaction to the movie Juno. Yes. Oh my God, I remember that Jonah was like, "Don't see that movie." And he'd always be like, "Yeah, this movie's got this guy's around the Juno soundtrack. That movie's stupid, by the way." And so is Ellen Page. I'm like, "I'm not saying this." <laughs> oh my God, Dude, you're, that was no. You're forgetting the Chrissy Hind show. That was Dude, I'd never that, seen Jonas so angry. The Juno thing was pretty. Like for about six months, <laughs> like whenever I met someone, <laughs> I would ask them if they saw Juno. If they liked it, I wouldn't want to be their friend. <laughs> like I was so irritated by everything about. Like the dialogue, the acting, just uh, it, it really like viscerally just bugged me in so many ways. It was like this. I was like, oh, they made Napoleon Dynamite, and now this happened. Like, it's, it's, and I, I like Napoleon Dynamite, and that made me hate it. So I was like, hey, let's make something quirky and like put in like dumb catchphrases and like Sunny D. Isn't that hilarious? They're drinking Sunny D. Like everything about that movie was just. Let's not get him started. It's going to keep going. It's gonna I think I just undid all that yoga. Just hearing the word Juno. <laughs> Your kundalini is now wrecked. But Who'd you hate it more than Chrissy Hind? Dude, I couldn't even watch Inception because Ellen Page was in it. Like... I can't even deal with anything. You know what? You know what's gonna. You know what's gonna cure your 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 Ellen Pageness? Watch the movie Super with Rain Wilson. 
Yeah. I just watched it last week. You'll you'll really? love it. Really? It's good? It. It's All right. awesome. I mean, I feel like it's time it'll, for me It'll to change move everything. On. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she, I'll I mean, see that and that'll be... Person, yeah, I'm sure she's, she's great. Great. I, I think you're going to... I think you're going to... All right. I'm going to see that and we'll see what happens. She's a great person. She likes cat power. Another two I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. Um, you're on the show and season two for you. Yes, yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. And it's fun, right? It's so fun. It just seems like fun. It's a lot of fun. Everyone's really nice. Thank um, you for having me come by and watch one time with Jonah. Yeah. What show did you guys come to? Dana, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Oh, that's right. And he came over to yeah. our table and everything. He came over to you and was like, it was so great working with you. And we're like. <laughs> he was like so nice. I must yeah, have been. he was really nice. He was so nice. And he was so interested in like every, what everyone's paths to the show were and stuff. I, from coming from television, when you watch SNL, and, and I've heard Amy Poehler discuss this, and I think it was a WTF podcast where. Oh, I listened to that. She talks about how she's on some talk show. And they had to move a couch, and the union guys like everybody out of the way, move, gotta get moved, gotta move, gotta move. Yeah. And she said that's at SNL, and I saw it when I was there. It's so quiet; everyone knows what they're doing. I was standing in front of Lauren. We were going out to see Lincoln Park, who was playing, and he's like, "Pardon me," and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like you can say move, fucker. It's your this is your house. Like you can do what I mean. I didn't say that. I I just politely moved right, right. and walked in and watched Chester. You know, but." It's so smooth. It's down to a science. It's amazing to see. God, if you haven't seen it, Mike or Brad, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just that that's gotta be cool. Just because I'm a big fan of crews in general. Like every show I've worked on, it's like learn way back when, become friends with the crew. They're just always awesome. Yeah. And they're just usually, you know, just blue collar people. This is their gig, you know? Um, I asked it's so funny you say that because I just finally asked one of the cameramen my my like all time question about um camera (laughs) angles and stuff which is that like you know how um most talk shows like late night talk shows or whatever it seems like and and snl probably this is true for too like it is true for it it seems like the studio is so huge and then when you see the studio it's like much smaller than it looks like on tv Mm -hmm. and i was like how does that happen is it just because you're not shooting the the ceiling you know and then um, they said it's something with the lens, <laughs> so that's the answer. Well, you know how you know how a, cam- a camera adds ten pounds; it also adds ten feet. I guess so. No, <laughs> but seriously, like, have you ever like when I intern at Conan? And I guess that studio is. I don't. I guess that studio is maybe. I'm not sure what maybe Doctor Oz or something yep, now. Doctor Oz. Doctor Oz now, but that studio. Um, it wasn't very big and it looks like when Conan would come out, it looked like he was in this enormous and that's all I guess the lens makes it they sort of explained it to me. Was it a wide angle? It was a lens? wide probably yeah, like yeah. a wide angle lens. I've seen it too, because Conan's studio was tiny. Yeah. yeah. And also the way they would shoot the band, but when you're like, that's when you go to the studio, you're like, that's where the band is right yeah, next yeah, to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 It looks like the band plays. It looks like it's like yeah. so yeah. far away. Yeah, and it's like they're both right here. Yeah. And that's like our studio is big. I mean, it has a lot of different stages in it. Yeah. But it's not like, uh, like a what do you call those things? You know, arena. Or yeah, like arena is a good. It's not the Athenium arch, forced thrust. I was a theater major. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it makes everything look bigger. We we shot in like a gazillion different studios over at Fuse, and it was you know one time we shot in a room that was literally a quarter the size of this. They put and, in that closet, and they made the that look large. Actually, no, that still looks smaller. It Even still people, kind of looks small. People are like, "Why is the wall at an angle?" <laughs> said said the internet fan who doesn't exist. So we were we were actually just talking earlier about what music you listened to growing up, and I just remembered. I was thinking about it, and the only thing I remember really is we went to the Lilith Fair once together. Yeah, you won tickets, and you. Took I won me, tickets which on the radio. So nice. Yeah, I think that was my first concert too. <laughs> really, you went. What possessed you to go? I'm gonna call in for this concert. I was like in high school, and they were like, "We're giving away tickets to Lilith Fair." Was Alanis Morissette on that one? I would have liked to have seen that. Was Sarah McLaughlin on it? It was Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, was she's like awesome. My favorite. Growing yeah, up. you really liked. I her. loved my first CD was Under the Pink was Tori Amos. But so good record. I was always into that kind of like those jewel. female vocalists. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was like it was Sarah McLaughlin. I can't remember if I've been to three Lilith fairs. Was Melissa Etheridge on it, maybe or something? Yeah, I maybe. Would say, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Indigo, Indigo Girls. Girls. Then, I a, then I did a um, summer program at Michigan or something, and we t- they took us there too. It was like the oh, same really? summer, and then I think I went the next summer too. But um, it was yeah, it was like you know who was there? Um, Victoria. Oh, Victoria Williams. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool with David Rawlings, who plays with Jillian Welch now. She has like MS or something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. She was on. She did that. She had that Pearl Jam song. She did that. She sang pro, uh, crazy, or crazy something. Mary. Uh, yeah. Something and she did it with Pearl Jam. Yeah, and she was cool. She had like her own. Yeah, little she was good. Area, and it's. I don't know why I called because yeah, I listened to like just like the Misfits and Operation Ivy in high school. I have no I think idea. You called because <laughs> yeah, you're, you're I must a nice have. call because of your sister. That's pretty cool. And we went. Yeah, and we went and we saw that, and then. And you went to protector of all the denizens. Yes. At, we saw it at Blossom. Yes. Which is where we also, a few summers later, saw. Oh, we saw Poison. Poison and Guns and. No. no, just Poison. It was Poison. It was Vince Neil, then Skid Row without Sebastian Bach, <laughs> then Poison. So it was all like original. Motley Crue, but just it was Vince Neil. All Neal. Motley Crue songs just with Vince Neil. So all Motley Crue songs, but just Vince Neil's voice, and then Skid Row with some other guy singing. But all the guys in the band. It was pretty. It was pretty empty. And a lot of the people that were there were like, it was like people that like. You can say it. They're not listening to this. They probably haven't figured out podcasts exist yet. (laughs) You got a good 20 years. It was like people that were like, sort of like, that you could tell like they were really into it when they were like teenagers or like in their 20s. But that they like the clothes they were wearing, like they hadn't worn since that time, right? Like it was I like, don't know about that. This bandana is going to work maybe out not. awesome maybe today. Not. I think maybe some of these people just kind of. There was a real eighties yes. flair, yeah, like a real eighties feel to the. Did people you go to this there. show because your sister wanted to go? I got one tickets to this show. What too, the fuck, somehow. dude? But you're then, calling. <laughs> then the then, not that long after that, or maybe a few years ago. We went and we saw Guns N' Roses. Yes, yeah, so which we talked about last week. Mike just saw them. Yeah. Like last week. You just did? Met, like, last week, I'll, yeah. I'll, so we were at the show that the one show Eagles of Death Metal played. Oh, where he's It was in Cleveland. Where, it was the where first he like night. fired them. And then, yeah. yeah and I Ax- love Eagles And Death I remember Axl so, yeah. Rose. And the, so here's a weird thing. The crowd was great for them. Like everyone was super into it. Yeah. Like a lot of applause. And then the Suicide Girls. Sure? I felt like it was fine. Was it not like that at all? Here's what I think happened. <laughs> the Suicide Girls went First, it I was think. Sebastian Bach played too. We yeah, I think we didn't watch him. Buddies. I think he went on first. Okay, so Sebastian Bach and then the Suicide Girls. Yeah. I think. And so what I think happened, which has happened to me many times when I've done stand up 
and I've been like the third person <laughs> this one time in particular. Um, I'm not going to name the headliner, but he was not very nice to me. And um, I wonder what he's doing. Now. Anyways, but um, <laughs> so, um, so I was third. Like people never want to see the third act. Obviously, if there's a fourth act that they're there to see. Right, right. So I think what happened was they, they were really excited for the Suicide Girls because that's not really – it's like a different – Thing. It's not. It's, okay. it's naked too. It's naked too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to see some skin. So <laughs> then, then eagle. Then I think people thought Guns and Roses right, was right. going to go up, and it was Eagles of Death Metal. And I think that they got sort of like not a great response. Like, yeah, maybe they were you're right. great, but it was just like people were just like ready to see. So this is the best part. So then after this, we ran into my friend who was like, "Do you want to come backstage?" My friend, his name is Pants Pantsley. Um, really? Yeah, him and his girlfriend were there, and they took us backstage. Remember, I remember that? Was so, that his Christian name? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we saw so the we were, Suicide Girls, and we thought we were going to get to see. Oh, go ahead. So we're yeah. So that we were back there, and it was like they were about to go on. And we we're like, we're going to watch Axel walk past us on the stage. Like, we we're hanging out by the door. Like we had this spot staked out. We we're staying there for like twenty minutes. Like just like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then like right before he comes out, they're like, we have to clear this whole area. They kicked us out. Like. Oh, I didn't get to see Axel run by. <laughs> no, we didn't. Dreads. We didn't get to see and him then, run by. But then when he got on, when they started performing, he was like, yeah, he was like. He said pigeons. Yeah, I called him the pigeon shit metal. He was like making fun of them before. I think because also they're really not the same style of like music. I think people there would be listening to. Did you see the interview that Jesse did after that on Buddyhead? uh, It's like he gave an interview. He was buddies with all those guys and Mm -hmm. like. Jesse was like, I don't know. Like, they asked us to play. Like, we got our entire guarantee up front. We still got paid for all the shows. He was like, and they said they were fans. We just went up there and played and had no idea. And he's like, and so we made, like, whatever X amount of money for just doing, you know, like, like a half it makes no sense. Gig, yeah. Did they get kicked off after the first show? Yeah, that was the only show in the whole tour they played. And not because they did anything, just because, like, they were like, yeah, we don't like, like, your music sucks. Right. It's like, dude, you asked us to do this. Yeah, like, why did like, you ask me here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, your music. Oh wait, show. Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy. But yeah, I guess that was the last big concert we went to in Cleveland. Jonah, Jonah's second concert ever, I think, was Guns N' Roses. It was my first was Phil, Phil Collins. Collins on the Butt Seriously tour '95. <laughs> but seriously, you still have the T-shirt. From I do. It. I do. He sure. still wears it. Yeah, I still. Yes. Well, I had to retire it because it's like disintegrating. I don't want it. I don't want to wear it because I don't want it to get messed up. Oh, that okay. shirt's awesome because on the back, instead of having the cities. It just has the flags of the countries he played on that tour, and there's like 30 of them. It's like China, but um, but yeah, my first concert was Phil Collins. With Jed, I think. With yeah, then I saw Guns N' Roses, and then I saw Genesis. I heard maybe I saw Genesis on the We Can't Dance tour before that. Maybe. But, but it was two Phil Collins-related things and Guns N' Roses. <laughs> I had no idea you had this like dark Phil Collins path. It was only when I was like 14. <laughs> and, and like our cousins were in town, and they wanted to go. Yeah, I don't... But then Jonah, remember... Have you told this story about... We didn't even ask about fun stories about Jonah. It's just happening. I love it. Jonah, can I tell this story? Yeah, yeah. I've written about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can tell it. Jonah um, (laughs) wanted to wear... He had, like, this outfit with this, like, Guns N' Roses t-shirt and, like, these ripped jeans that he was going to wear at the concert with my mom to the Guns N' Roses concert. That's important to have your band clothes when you're a teenager. I was trying to think how old I was. It was in 91. really young. So I was, like, 13. I was born in 79. Are you sure you were even 13? No, I was probably 12. You're probably 12. Okay. Okay. So, um, so Jonah's 12. This is the usual like illusion tour before yeah. the records had come out. Cause they kept getting pushed back. Um, and so he got a bloody nose right before the, they left. I used to get a lot of bloody noses <laughs> for some reason. Nose. Self-induced. So he got God. blood all over his jeans. I started bleeding and I was like, Oh, this will look cool on my jeans. <laughs> 
because like they're already torn up, like light colored jeans, and I'm just straight up like I'm gonna look like such a, a badass with like dry blood. So I held my nose over them and just like gush blood all over. And I, I, yeah, I went to the concert with my mom. So I like showed up, and it's like I was wearing like some bandana and like this t-shirt and these torn up jeans with like red crusty blood. <laughs> That's awesome. And my and mom got the tickets from like this guy on like from like, like the, the she newspaper. Found in the paper. Yeah, yeah. Like she went to like an office to get to the tickets, and then I remember after the concert, she was saying like the guy that was. I don't know if you remember this, but she was like the guy that was sitting next to us is like works with bands or is like a publicist or something. I don't know what he did. And she was like, and he said that these guys are always doing drugs and they're always drinking. And stuff like she was like. But it was so funny because it was like the one thing I remember that show is Skid Row Open. They're on the Slave to the Grind tour. And I didn't know. I knew what swear words were for sure. Like I don't think I used them, but I'd seen them in movies and stuff. Yeah. But I had never heard so many of them. <laughs> like I was like, I can't believe people talk like every like other word out of Sebastian Bach's mouth and Axl Rose's. And it was like, I feel like you hear that now. You're like used to it. But yeah. like at the time it was like mind blowing. I was like. Oh my gosh, these guys keep saying these crazy words like over and over. Like, and my is- mom is here. Yeah, and my mom is here. Like, this is how people talk. Like, this is, it like blew my mind. I'm going to get another nosebleed. Did Did you still wear glasses then? Um, I got rid of my glasses you know when I was like, I, no, I had to have. Yeah, yeah, I think I still wore glasses. So awesome. I wore bifocals. Uh, so. he, they corrected his. Um... Yeah, the bifocals corrected my vision. I've worn glasses wow. in like 15 years. I'd use laser beams. Yeah. Um, into my face yeah for television so the question i want to ask that is that so he's jonah's like super into music obviously i mean we talk about bands all the time to the point where if my wife is sitting there she's like i'm gonna go elsewhere because you're now into like a level of band geekdom that you and two other people know and discuss like yeah the new banner pilot record's exceptional it is really good and she's like i'm now i'm over here i got it i'm Mm -hmm. done did you get into bands on your own or did Jonah help you or did you go, I, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm not into anything he likes. Um, Jonah like influenced me a lot and I always wanted to listen to bands that I thought he would think would be like cool. Um, but yeah, like um, I think Jonah influenced me a lot with music and he mm-hmm. still does. And like still like when, well then like when my improv team would um, go to California for these improv festivals if we'd be in, like, Amoeba, I still, like, up until, like, a couple of years ago, we'll, like, call Jonah from Amoeba and be like, what should I get? Like, what album should I get or whatever? But, yeah, so I think Jonah always influenced me a lot and got, like, I was never really quite into the same music that he was into. Because um, he was into pretty, like, like, now I feel like you have more of a range of stuff that you're into than you did yeah. then, right? I was really into, like, either, like, Epitaph, like no effects type of stuff, or then like really into like metal, like. And didn't you go through a Gigi Allen phase? Yeah, that that never ended. Okay, I still listen to Gigi Allen all the okay. time. But like, I never was like a girl. Like, I was never into really poppy stuff. Like right. my my friends were, but I wasn't because like I like I felt like Jonah would be like so like not into that. You'd be disappointed. Yeah. So like, I was into like popular music, but I wasn't into like real like trendy stuff because did, did you ever hear something and be like oh i like the song oh wait my brother will hate it i shouldn't like it yeah i think so but like, you were into like bad religion i remember i bought yeah you a i liked bad religion, bad religion a lot show. 
Yeah. Like Grey Race era, Joan Bad Religion. Into, I got into Bad... I liked Bad Religion. I liked Guns N' Roses when you were... Yeah. And now I feel like the bands you like are kind of bands like who mm-hmm. were friends with, like the All-American Rejects or Motion City, like people who you've hung out with first. Yeah. And then you kind of got into their band. Yeah. That's kind of, the I think, one of the best ways to get into a band, especially if like you're hanging with somebody like, oh, these guys are cool. Then you hear the music and you go, and the music's awesome. Especially if they're so nice like that. Yeah, like all those bands that you, like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. Those bands that like Joan introduced me to. Oh, yeah, Vanessa hung out with them in, that's a crazy story, when you hung out with Jimmy Eat World in Europe or something. Yeah, because I, I studied abroad in college for a semester in Paris, and they did a show there. And I went, and it was so crazy because... I had met them in Philly when Jonah was visiting. And we got pizza with Jim. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know. Yeah, I did. A, I, it, when I was in college, AP flew me to London to interview them. And I hung out with them for like three days. And we totally got it was like on the Bleed American tour right before that record came out. Nice. So they're still playing small clubs. Mm-hmm. They did a night opening for Weezer, too. Right and uh, we went and I stayed in touch with them. And then I went to visit Vanessa and they were playing. And we went. There was like a meet and greet after and we went, and they were like, hey, what's up? And then we got pizza with them. Yeah, so in Vanessa, Philadelphia, yeah. yeah. So I and think then, Tom and Jim. And then, like, a year later or something, I was studying abroad in Paris, and they had a show, and I went with, like, a couple of friends, and, like, all, and I was like, oh, my brother knows them. I can go meet them. And I remember, like, feeling like Jonah might be really mad at me for doing this. No, no. I don't know why. But so I thought maybe <laughs> I'd embarrass you or something. But so um, so everyone, there were a bunch of girl, like, groupies that, like, wanted to get, like, and they kept getting kicked out and stuff. And then I said something to their stage manager, like, about Jonah. And he, like, remembered me. And he let me come backstage and say hi to them. And that was really – and my friends were like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So for years you've been using your brother's name to get into, like, yeah, new band stuff. And now do. your sister's on SNL. And he's still cooler than me. Like, whenever there's bands there, he always knows more people. Like, outside of the people that work at the show, he always knows more people there than I do. Like – He'll always know, like, not always, but a lot of times he knows, like, the publicist for the band or something. Well, you know, comedy is, like, such a small, like, pond of people. You know what I mean? I mean, you'll run into people in L.A. that you're like, oh, wait, oh, okay, we took the class, we had the same person. Yeah. Music's the same way. If you run into someone who worked at one label, chances are they're at another or something. You know what I mean? It's all all over. And if you're not a douche, which... (sighs) Jonah. (laughs) You know, people like you and, like, that... The same thing of going on, of you know, working for any kind of gig. If you're cool and can hang, right, right, outside of the gig, like that's awesome. You're just a cool person and a schnook. Yeah, yeah, and and so, um, yeah, Jonah always knows. It's like the thing. Like, have you ever like you're? I mean, you're probably the same way. But like, if you ever go somewhere with Jonah, it's like you you have to stop like a million times because he'll know like oh yeah twenty people constantly. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, you're a po- you're a popular guy. Now you, you know we, there have been instances of uh, like like negative press for Jonah. We had an Avenged Sevenfold episode that was that turned into a bad scene, but it's probably like yeah, all sewn up. I now. mean, when you're re- when you're a, a critic, it's like some people are totally cool with getting a bad review and are just like it's part of the thing. Mm-hmm. I've given bad reviews, to friend, you know, but mm-hmm. some people just cannot take it, and it's. Yeah, it can make it can be super awkward when you write something bad, and then you have to like see the band, and they know who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had a lot of instances of that. SNL, is there any like weird criticism that you've felt for the show? Like, do you get defensive of it now, or? Yeah. Um. Well, to be honest, like that 
the few times I've read, like people, I feel like are just so mean on the internet, and like because you can be so, mean anonymously. Yeah, so I never read that stuff. No. Like, I can't read it, but like sometimes, like I remember, like a couple weeks ago, I was coming home. We stay all night Tuesday night, and we yeah. write. And I was coming home at like six thirty in the morning or something, and um, the person that was driving me, and I'm lucky to get to like take a car home or whatever. But yeah. he was like, he was like, you guys got to get, um, like he said something like. You guys got to get more jokes on there or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm so tired. Like, I don't care. Like, like, um, and also people will sometimes in person be like, man, it's not like it was when I was younger. And it's like everyone's favorite cast and favorite remember, like remembers the show the best from when they were growing up. Yeah. Like people working at the show will say that. Like, like, like you always remember the cast that you grew up with. And, you I know. think you idealize it, too. Yeah, well, you haven't you been younger. on the planet that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot fun, funnier when you're a teenager. You didn't have a, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. when I was 13, Bon Jovi was the hardest fucking band in the world, yeah. and no one could beat them. There was right. nothing better. Right. You know? Yeah. They're still pretty badass, <laughs> I have to say. But, you know. Right. So, so, like, you always just remember it in your mind, like it was the best thing, you know, like when you were younger. And so... Um, but then, like, people will say to you, like, man, it's not like it was. And you're like, well. Um, get a time machine. <laughs> get a time machine <laughs> well, you know- and go back there. The, the, on the flip side of that, the thing that's sort of cool, which I, I don't, which, you you know, once in a while I think about is the fact that, like, there are kids now that are watching it, which, totally. you know. Dude, but- I get so much mileage out of that with my nieces and nephews that you're on the show. They think that, that you're related to me, which is awesome. <laughs> but I also think something made you th- Something you said made me think, don't you think like the best way to make the world a better place would just be get rid of the comment section on every website? If yes. you just didn't have didn't comments. Didn't Sudeikis make a joke about that recently with uh, when he did the devil character on SNL? He talked about inventing the internet. He's like, well, not all of it. Comment, comment section. section. Oh, that yeah, was yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't remember true. that, but that's yeah. like YouTube. I mean, like all this stuff. Oh it's like, God. just they're pointless. Just you know, like get rid of it. You know where people are so mean is CNN.com. Really? People <laughs> on CNN.com, the comments are like so <laughs> mean and so like that you're just like, oh my God, it, it's insane. It's not the website that you would think would have the meanest but man, like they will find a negative. Yeah, someone they can post like some celebrity has cancer, and it's like five posts later, it's like all these like negative. Con- it's like what? Like good. <laughs> like, what? Like how does it yeah. go from here to here? Especially, you know what was crazy was when. Um, uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm blinking on. It's okay. We'll go back and put it in post. Okay, the woman, the singer who passed away, Amy Winehouse. Yes. People were so mean about that like they were like what do you expect like she it's like like, yeah it was so like people were just so um like insensitive yeah they don't realize that that's they're like yeah we expected it that's why it's sad yeah (laughs) like they were like yeah like like what do you think is gonna it's like just don't get the mentality like i need to chime in on this (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah like keep it to yourself and you know what kills me is that i i because of the internet and comments, but it's also reviews that I use, and I and I think to myself, well, God, this guy I've never met gave this, you know, right, rocking horse I'm looking at for Christmas three stars. My kid loved it. Well, yeah, I'm in. Like, I don't know this person. What the hell am I yeah, doing? It's not Consumer Reports dialing in. It's yeah. What's well, also like, or when you go to a post and they'll post something about a band, like I'm Brooklyn Vegan, and then like four posts down, I'll be like, who? 
it's like I don't know. You're reading. You're posting in this yeah, post yeah. news post about this artist. Like, if you don't know who they are, like, why are you reading this just to say like, oh, this person isn't important enough to be written about? You know, like it's so crazy. Yeah, it's like I'm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like obviously you know who they are. You just read the article. <laughs> The voice of the people. I know. I used to <laughs> when, cool when I worked that. when I worked <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at AP and I would get really bored. I would read reviews of like chain like I would try to find mediocre reviews on like City Search, like Revco or like Rite Aid, like three star review. Like I went to this drugstore, the line was kind of long. Like and it's like what prompts someone to give like a generic review of a chain? Like if you had an amazing or terrible experience, some people are like this Baskin Robbins like. Pretty good ice cream, but like <laughs> people there aren't super resistant. <laughs> like, who gets home and is like, I had like a right totally away. normal experience. I think everyone needs to know. Yeah. I read a review of my local post office and it's jaded me to this day. Yeah. And it said, slow service. They were right. Yes. So slow. That's every post and office. And the other though. post office nearby, really slow yeah. here. I'm like, what the? <laughs> can you just, can you start a website called like, you know, of just all the mediocre posts and reviews. Yeah, I should. Called Mediocre. <laughs> Why? I think I think we should do it. Mediocre.edu. Purely as an art piece. That's my favorite thing to do when I'm bored. Or, or like I probably talked about this, Yahoo Answers is like my favorite. Because everyone has asked the dumbest questions ever. Or like the most ridiculous questions like, can I sue myself? Or like, I will literally be sitting at home being like, I wonder. And like, sure enough, 30 people asking it voted, people voted for the best answer. And then there's 30 other answers before. Like, you know, like, I really, you know, like anything like, can I sue God? Like, can this happen? Like, people have asked it. Are you getting sued? No, I don't know why those two came to mind. But like anything, like, can I marry a blueberry? I'm bring it all together as they've recently found that there's like there's this tiny percentage of people that are doing all these this posting it's not the general mass it's like a tiny it's percent. gotta be like the the whole like amazon all the all the reviews are like the well, same that's all guy amazon. <laughs> yes. what's the so it's is, so do they think these people are hired by the site no, it's just that these are the people that have the time and the energy to do it yeah yeah mm. can i sue myself <laughs> <laughs> no, what it, what what it is he is probably responds. It's just probably the it's just it. immediate gratification to all the people who would want to write. I'm gonna write a letter to the editor. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, that, that's it. And instead of old curmudgeonly people, it's in the hands of it's just they just have, young curmudgeonly yeah, people. Even if I had time, I just would never. I, don't, I always want to like. I get angry. Like I commute a lot, and it's like the train, New Jersey Transit. I'm like, I'm gonna write a letter. Like I'm not fucking writing a letter ever. Like there's not. I'm not doing. Even if they had a website with like. Major complaints like yeah. list here. I'm like, I'm just never doing it. I'm not going on it's there. True. I don't want you to think I'm like rude on my phone. I'm, I literally have notes. <laughs> so I, oh, my, no, no, My phone always like shuts itself what off. What I Googled the other night was, and I didn't do this, but I was like, I bet you people have checked. Can I unsend an email? <laughs> sure enough, there's all these people. And I guess in, I learned this actually from Yahoo Answers. If you go into Gmail, there's, you know, those that Google has those labs that you can install. I guess there's like an unsend one that you have like up to 10 seconds after you send an yeah. email. You can actually click and unsend it. Yeah. Really? But can't you do that anyway? No. And Wait, then, how do I do it? <laughs> you have to download this lab. They have another one that I had, which was so annoying that after a certain time, you have to type in, you have to do math to send an email. Oh, so oh you, yeah. So you won't drunkenly email people. Yeah, like yeah. you can set it like oh after God, 2 a.m. Like so funny. you could write the email and then you hit send and then it'll give you three like medium hard math <laughs> equations. And if you can't solve them, it just won't send it. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 
Wow. Steven, you need that. Yeah. Why do I need that? That's so awesome. Yeah, they drink. have a bunch of those. You should, uh... that's no. also really oh, that's cool. phenomenal. Story. All right, I want to uh, sum up and end with, so aside from SNL, didn't you go to L.A. recently? Or last year, um, or during went, hiatus? Uh, during hiatus, I did. Yeah, and what's going on? Are you like uh, auditioning and and? I was just kind of checking it out there. Um, uh, I had never been there for like an extended period of time. I stayed um, with a friend, and like I had to drive for the first time. What area did you stay in? That that'll key in. I stayed in the, near near um, Venice Beach. Not bad, actually. Not bad. Not bad. That's that that'll make you like you have to drive a lot, but it's nicer than like I'm in West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. which is to be honest. I had really almost only seen West Hollywood in my past trips there because I had gone to the Iowa West Improv Festival mm-hmm. with my improv team. So we would always like stay right near there. Yep. And and just like walk. They're down on Melrose, right? You know, that's a real good question. They used to be at least years ago when we I would lived stay there. all I know is that we would stay at the Hollywood Downtowner, which is this pink hotel. Um and then we stayed at another. We would like find hotels that had sort of funny reviews and that were very inexpensive. And and then we hung out in Orange County on that same trip. Yeah, we hung out in Orange County. I thought I was going to see one of the housewives, and then I didn't. Oh. I saw a couple when I was out there. Oh, the OC. And there's a thing where you get, not to take this conversation off, tr- <laughs> um, but there's a thing where you drive onto a th- like a, you drive on. Oh will you yeah, explain it? Balboa Island. You uh, you can drive onto like a little ferry thing, like a boat, and it can hold three cars and people, and it just goes back and forth. Um, but For kicks? No, just to get across this water, I guess, instead of going all the way around. Oh, okay. But uh, this Balboa Island, uh, Ivy pointed out to me that it's uh, where they based Arrested Development on. So they have these two banana stands there that really they said like some of the writers are from there, and like they based. That those are the actual like famous banana stands or whatever. Right on. Yeah, which is cool. But the thing that takes you across the water, I asked like Ivy's dad. I think I was like, like when did they start doing this? And he was like, ah, oh, the nineteen twenties or yeah. something. Yeah, they've been doing it forever. It's like a, it's like a ride for your car. It's so cool. It's like if you think going as a kid, like if you thought going through car washes in the car was cool, uh, this is like yeah. that times. Yeah. Try going on a boat. Right on. In your car. In your car. Burning. Water, we'll drown. Um, now, when you're out there, are you like auditioning for stuff, feeling it out, like looking at other comic yeah, things? Are ha- you getting scripts hurled at you now? And- um, uh, a, a, like a little through my management, but yeah. but like um, not a ton yet. Like I, I sort of um, the the show keeps you really busy, and it's so it, that's like such a dream job. Obviously, that it's like I'm 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 you know sort of you know. Looking at that stuff a little bit, but it, but I'm really still pretty focused on. You kindly explained the show to me. When Jonah took me to, to your show, you had me come, which was great, and we watched it from your dressing room. Then afterwards, you go out for like the after party and you go out to eat. And I felt terrible afterwards because I was thinking about it. I was like, all I did was grill you to tell me what you just went through that entire <laughs> week. Okay, how does this work? Okay, you're there on Monday. Go. And then people come over and talk to you and you go, okay, uh, where were we? And I'm like, okay, we're at Tuesday night. And then you kept going. And I was like, oh, man, because I'm just, I don't but know. But we had so much guacamole. There was a lot of guacamole we, Remember there. we got two orders? Yes. And your friend wouldn't eat it. Oh, was it like Nate? 
Yeah, it was Nate, Nate and Nate's girlfriend, I yeah. think. He's like, I don't eat vegetables. And I was like, ha, 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 try guacamole. And he's like, no, I really don't. And I'm like, wow, you're like a kid. This is But hilarious. that guac was great. It was good. It was great guac. Yeah. One, we got one spicy and one mild, right? That'll do it. I read the SNL book and then talking to you, it's an astounding amount of work and it must be hard, but it must be fun if it's you're looking so forward fun. to it. Like that's the thing is like, um, and, and depending like as a cast member, sometimes you have more time off on Friday and, and thir- Thursday and Friday, depending, but like you, you, you usually are pretty busy. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's like so fun and you're like with people that are like all kind of like friends, you know? That's a that one thing that's really that's really interesting about working at that show after being more used to like like when I was at Second City it was sort of like this but like I'm used to like my day jobs were always like you hung out with a few of the people and then other people were like your bosses and your supervisors or people that were like just really different from you so you if you were going to like have people over after work, it was very clear like who you'd have over. Okay. But now at SNL, it's like everyone's sort of friends and stuff. So you can't like have like a small gathering or something without feeling like you're leaving people out because like you will, the natural thing would just be to invite like everybody because everyone's like cool and nice. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, awesome. So you all, and Lauren, you invite Lauren. <laughs> I mean, if he would come, you know, maybe. <laughs> No. You know, it's funny though. Even when Vanessa had regular jobs, I felt like you kind of made them into a joke. Like Vanessa would like dress up, and <laughs> yeah. Vanessa dressed up like an old woman. Like bought these like professional Here's clothes for adults. I would send out joke emails every week. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot I did that. Like Friday joke emails. When I worked in that agency, I did a couple. One thing I did was I wore. I found this outfit on this website that had like clothes for like like older women than me and I bought this purple skirt suit like it was like a long purple um like polyester skirt and like a t-shirt jacket with like pearl buttons and like shoulder pads and it was like so and so I was like I I dared my roommate to for me to I was like do you dare me to wear this to work and she was like <laughs> she, this is my really good friend Kitty she's like one of my best friends I, she was like yeah Vanessa I dare you to wear it to work so I was like I'm gonna do it so I bought it it was like twenty dollars and then I just like wore it to work one day and um, I had told a couple of the girls I work with that I was gonna do this but I didn't tell them when I was gonna do it and like I don't think they really believed me so like I wore it to work and. I remember, like, standing outside of my office building being like, oh, my God, I didn't bring a change of clothes. Like, I can't get out of this. <laughs> and I just, like, wore it. And I think, like, people were so freaked out. The the two women that were, like, not my bosses, but sort of, like, the direct, the, at, the can't, like, the account directors, sort of. Like, one of them was like, oh, like, you're all purpley today. Because like, they knew that I joked around, but they thought this was, like, too much. Like, they were like, what is going on? And I was like, I was like, my boyfriend's taking me to um, a movie and dinner afterwards. <laughs> and the other one was like, oh, you're dressed up. And I was like, yeah, my boyfriend's taking me to dinner and a movie after work. And they were just like... <laughs> But I saw you had, had like them take photos of you because I remember seeing. Yeah, there's photos. a picture of me at a desk with like my feet up. So, we'll start. Okay. How would your mother describe you in one word? Hmm. That counts. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah, good. I think it would be that. That's yeah, going. Hmm. What is your favorite flower? Mm, I like hydrangeas a lot. I have hydrangeas growing at my house. <laughs> 
They smell so good, they right? Come over anytime you want. I would love to. They, if you, you, you can like put them in any room in your house, and they make the whole room smell so nice. Right? We have hydrangea growing in my house, but it does not stop my wife from buying them at Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, it's very odd. Mm-hmm. What word? This is my own personal favorite. What word in the English language do you wish you had invented? Sassy. Oh, good one. Good one. See. I'm owning you right now, Mike. This was- yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> it was great. It was it fun. Was stu- so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you like to live? Um, like, I like living here, but I'd also like to have a house probably in France. And I speak French. Bonjour. Bonjour. What animal best describes the kind of partner you're interested in? Oh, boy. Um, I wish I know who wrote this. I feel like I should credit them. Probably a bear, but not like a huge bear, not like a scary bear. Got it. Like a Winnie the Pooh kind of bear? <laughs> but with Maybe teeth. a little scarier okay. than that. <laughs> <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, but you know, if he was actually yeah. a pet bear. I really also, just a side note, I wish that bears were, like, I wish you could go up to bears and hug them. No, they'll fucking kill you. I know. I always say they are the cutest animal that can they're kill you. So, they're the cutest like, animal that can kill you. They seem like they're so, like, nice and soft. I, I know that they're, like, I know that they'll kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I still think they're nice. They're, you know what, they're, they're pleasant to look at. Uh, what do you miss about your childhood? Mm, I miss, like, my mom, like, making us all our food and stuff and doing our laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Also, I used to wear, like, tutus and, like, weird ribbons in my hair and stuff. And I guess a lot of working at SNL, like, you get to do stuff like that a lot. <laughs> but um, I, I miss, like, being able to, like, like look like a weirdo all the time and, like, not really have – I'm pretty – I don't have a ton of shame now, but I have even less. Jonah, corroboration on the on the mini tutus and ribbons? Yeah, a lot of bathing suits, I feel like you <laughs> Bathing wore. suits with boots. Yeah. And tutus. Did you take ballet or just had tutus? Yeah, I took ballet, but yeah, I think, I feel like I was probably wore my tutu outside of the class more than, (laughs) and I wore tons of thick ribbon because I had short curly hair and I wanted long hair. And then they had those barrettes that like, you know, there's those barrettes and they have like, they're different colors and they have different little things on them. And there's like 20 in a pack and I would put them all in my hair and then I'd put a Burger King crown on top of that. So I looked, like, so crazy. I like how you were saying that to the guy with the Frankenstein tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know these multicolored. You know, those, those barrettes. <laughs> like, the, the multicolored. But you know. You I know, know, know what Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you could, if you could change your name, what would you change it to? Veronica. <laughs> you know what's funny is whoever posted this interview gave the question themselves, and it says here, if you could change your name, what would you change it to? The answer is Veronica. Whoa. So I'm looking at this wow. right now and looking at you and looking at this, and it's weird. Um, also, people who have V names will back me up on this. If your name starts with a V and it's kind of long, people will just interchangeably call you like anything that starts with a V. Like I've been called like Victoria, Veronica, <laughs> Vivian. Like people are just like, oh, it starts with a V. It's fine. <laughs> and you're like, ah, fuck you very much. <laughs> yeah. It's my name. Uh, what is the main fault of your character? Um, I think that I'm a little obsessive over things. Like, I don't think I'm OCD, but I think I, like, obsess over things a little bit. Do you obsess for a while, or is it like you then move on? Then I move on. But, like, um, 
I think I obsess like too much about things. Like, like things that I are happening hired, to you or TV shows or things that are going on. Every, out of like everything. Okay. I, when I got hired, I got hired with Paul Britton. We both got hired from yeah. Chicago. Mm-hmm. And he is the most easygoing guy in the world. Like he's like, he like doesn't worry about anything. And like, he's just really calm. So that was like, a, he's like a very good friend to have. Someone that, you know, calm, calm water. Yeah. Like I'll bring, like I feel like sometimes sea. I'll bring things up to him. Like, even if they're not work-related, like, even if they're like, how are we going to get to this place or something? And he'll be like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. I like that. It's good, always, it's good to always have, like, a Buddha in your life. Yeah. When yeah. Trevor came to the show, just really quick, uh, he started talking to Paul. And, like, five seconds later, Trevor's like, this guy's friends with Braid. Like, he was from, he figured out Paul was from Champagne, And, like, Trevor had already made, like, some emo connection. Of course, Trevor But it was really funny. But, yeah. <laughs> Trevor can make a music connection. Paul has really good taste in music. Also, big replacements fan. Really? Yeah. They just they, they the my favorite uh, one of my favorite bands. Also. They're the greatest. Who is your favorite historical figure? I, I mean, there's probably a lot of them, but the first one that comes to mind <laughs> is Abraham Lincoln. He did a lot of good things. Also, I'm I'm really into the Civil War, like. To be fair, I'm really into reenactments, but and I don't reenact. I'm into kind of joking about them. The but, culture behind it. Yeah, but I like Abraham Lincoln. I think he's a good guy. You should introduce her to Brian Baker. Wasn't there some gossip oh, yeah. about? He's a big Civil War reenactor. Really? Mm-hmm. From Bad Religion and Junkyard. Oh my God. And Minor Threat. <laughs> I, know. I was just saying Junkyard. Didn't some some gossip or something just come out about Abraham okay. Lincoln? There are, people are always gossiping about yeah. him. He, he, I just learned that he ruined Evacuation Day, which was the holiday before. He made Thanksgiving a holiday, but the real holiday, I learned this on, from Sarah Val on Daily Show, uh, the real holiday was Evacuation Day, which was the last day the British were occupying U.S. soil and we got them out. And it was like a really big deal holiday. And Lincoln made Thanksgiving more important and people just forgot about like the seven-year war we were into. So fuck your favorite. We should talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. But after this, okay, I know that we're winding down. But just we are like winding for a down. second, just to talk about the pilgrims. This is a very interesting one because it was uh, this was written for the monkeys okay. back in the day. So from Tiger Reed Magazine, describe how you kiss in one word. Um, um, this is like going to see. It's kind of like answering this question. I don't have a great answer for that also like i feel like i'm sitting on a couch with my brother i don't really want to like get into my all right well ask but i don't it's not like i don't feel like there's a great answer to that, that i don't I feel like i don't i couldn't comfortably answer that myself mm-hmm. i you want me to tell you the answer that i think the monkeys gave are they british yes no well davy was yeah so if i was him i'd be like oh like, if he, was like <laughs> <laughs> he was like oh well like he was probably like i don't kiss and tell but <laughs> but he was like, but let's just say it's smooth. <laughs> David Brent wasn't in the monkeys. I don't think. Maybe he was. That's my David Crockett impression. He's like, well, and then he went and he was on um, Brady Bunch, right? Yeah, man. Davy Crockett? Yeah. Davy Jones, Jones, actually. We were letting that go. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait. <laughs> I got confused. Davy Jones from the Monkees. Davy Crockett died at the Alamo. But Davy Crockett was also on the Brady Bunch. Bobby played he him. 
No way. No, he played Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Off track. That's where we need to have our theme song come in. Whenever it happens, <laughs> you have to play the music. Off track. I'd like to answer the rest of the questions as Davy Jones. Okay, done. Uh, <laughs> true story. David Bowie's real name is Davy David Jones, and because Davy Jones is so popular from the Monkees, he changed his last name to Bowie. And now, look who's more famous. Yeah, Mickey Dolenz. Um, if you if you met the right man today, would you propose tomorrow, Davy Jones? <laughs> Oh, well, uh, I'm not really interested in men, yeah, but if I was, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, I'm a, I'm a do it. I'm, I'm David Jones, and I'll say, why not? And if this bloke says no to me, then I'll be surprised because... Uh, on David Jones. What in the world do you least desire? Davy Jones performing an Oliver. <laughs> Just... Okay. What do I least desire in the world? <laughs> well, probably um, um, material things, yeah. Because, <laughs> because they don't last... They don't, in the end, they don't matter that much, do they? Yeah. Davy Jones finished this sentence. Happiness is a thing called... Love, really, right? <laughs> David, Vanessa, thank you so much for stopping by thank and you. hanging out with us and meandering off the beaten track. What'd you say? Oh, yeah. Um, and Davy Jones, <laughs> thank you for being here, Davy. Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> Davy, what are you doing for the Davy, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm probably gonna see I'm probably gonna see my family, yeah? Yeah, but so, we'll have some dinner in London. Yeah, but Davy, it's an American holiday. We seceded from from, from the English. Oh, it's all good, friend. You know? <laughs> we'll just have a day of it. Um we're all doing pretty right, pretty good. <laughs> We're all doing pretty right on, you know. Is that what you say? Here, right on, yeah. <laughs> God, I had a farthing for every time Davy Jones was at our podcast. <laughs> oh, man, I love it here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brilliant. She's pretty funny. Great genetics. Good genetics. <laughs> there was a lot of commonalities in the DA strands in that interview, there and was. it was fun. I want to explain now on subsequent podcasts of older episodes that you may hear. I attempted to do that Tiger Beat questionnaire again, and it just fell flat. And also, I think you can't really top Vanessa doing Davy Jones. When did it fall? I missed it. When did it fall flat? Well, we, we tried one with, you know, another guest and it just got awkward and weird because apparently the version I had for Vanessa was an edited version on my phone. Then I brought in the the real one and it's questions like, describe your first kiss. And I was like, ah, it was a dumb move. <laughs> and there's like 700 <coughs> questions too. Perfect. All right. See you next week on Off Track as we, uh, shit, do more of this.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.